Hello and welcome to the AdaCast. My name is Kyle Santilli. I am here with Sir Evan Causey. Hello! This week we are talking about 3D printed glass. I'm excited for that one. A passenger terminal. I am less excited for this one. El Maki House. Sounds cool. Kiss lids. This one's weird and uncomfortable. Um, a Frank Gehry building on Sunset Boulevard. I think it looks cool, but Kyle is like... The cadence of when he first described it to me made it seem like it was weirder than the kiss mug, which I disagree. Which is why we're having a debate between those two later. And then, fungus. The future of plastics or not? Maybe. Alright, so let's start off with this 3D printed glass. So there was this project at MIT that I found on Arc Magazine. They're showing how they were able to 3D print glass in the same way they do plastics to make these mugs, or not to make these mugs, to make these like vases that when you put a light into them, the formation of the plastic, or the formation of the glass rather, creates these amazing, beautiful, beautiful patterns. They look really, really nice. Like, I mean, albeit a bit samey, like... There's like this uh, this image of about twenty of them all lined up, but they're all kind of the same premise. They they are a vase that are made up of like rims and ridges, and they just vary in curvature. Mm-hmm. But it still looks really really nice. So would you have a unique one of those designed for you? I mean. Probably not, and only because if this is like, if I'm limited to this general shape, I'm not going to pay extra to have this, like, designed in a generic fashion for myself. If I'm going to have it pay to have a, uh, a unique face, I want this thing to look really like my, like my head or something. Well, what if, like, they have it, like, done in your head, but it's just, like, this kind of style, like... Oh, then I'd be completely fine Maybe with it. Maybe they take, like, the curvature of your nose and your lips, and they... Make... Okay, so, um, let me, uh, let me ask you a question. Yes. You, you mentioned 3D printing, so would this be, uh, they'd be able to print in any shape the way a 3D printer could? Yeah. Oh, then absolutely, that changes everything. I thought I was limited to this picture. No, like, but it, it's like this general premise that they have, like, you know, these rings, and then they form these colors. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get, like, the texture and the pattern, so, but I can make it any shape. Yeah. Like, if I wanted to look like a hand flipping you the bird, I could do that. You could have that on four sides. I would be down with this. I would, uh, I would definitely, I would definitely have one of these made for myself. I think it's fantastic. I'd love it, like, you could just, like, make it count. Have one finger up and then two and three. Yeah, you can have like the whole hand and all the combinations. One has the shocker, one's given the thumbs up. You get the whole family. It's, it, it's great, I think. Undisputed. So, I, but I guess what brings me to this is that this is such an interesting thing for me as like a designer. Is that once you have this kind of platform and you have this sort of thing set up, you know, I could take this kind of design. I could do a million different permutations on it, and I could sell those individually at no more cost than developing just one of them. Hmm. Absolutely. That's an interesting idea. It's not like introducing the the swirly vase, where it's just like one type, maybe a variety of sizes, but it's the same <laughs> exact shape, kind of like a, 
I don't know, someone who would sell novelty vases in the shape of a middle finger. Or like, like frying like, pans. Like, or frying pans. You like. just have a million different sizes, but they're the same general shaped frying pan. You know, I, I think that is a thing. There's like a store, that there's just a wall of frying pans, a million sizes, but they are ultimately the same pan. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it, it's so, what is incredibly fascinating to me as a designer is I could have different frying pans, like some have good up curvatures in them, and, you know, some could have, like, sharp, pointy edges. I don't know how that would enhance cooking, obviously, they probably wouldn't be for frying pans, specifically. They're, they're decorative, strictly decorative. Probably strictly There's decorative. There's a whole decorative yes. stove that you have in your house that you never, you never cook with, but it's just, it looks cool, it looks, it looks surrealist, like the Dali stove or something. I should get one of those. And then I should actually have one pan that doesn't look functional, but is. And then just use that and watch people freak out. Like, how are you using that pan? This is an untapped market you're talking about right here. Man, I might have to take this off the record. You might you might have to edit this part out of the podcast. Someone might, who has the, the, the wealth to move forward on this idea right now, might just take this out from under you. Not just the wealth, but the will. Yes, true. I mean... There's probably some rich guys like, that's stupid, but there's some poor guy who's like, man, I'm going to enter the lottery every day to win enough money to to do this and beat Kyle at his absurdist kitchen dreams. I think that's that should be just a thing. Like, that needs to be a TV show, Kyle's Absurdist Kitchen Dreams. Ooh, a certain Absurdist Christian Dreams. <laughs> I heard that in there. That is a different topic. But it, yeah, let's get into that one on Never. the other podcast. I'm not talking this. Ooh, religion, that's scary. Yeah. It, wait, would you like to talk about politics next? May, I, I see Bernie Sanders' name a lot on Facebook. Don't know if he's really good or not. I just see a lot of his face. That must mean he's right. I guess so. I'm convinced. Like, I see a lot of uh, Donald Trump. He must be right, too. I'm also convinced. Everyone is so good this year. Right? Those two are great. Hillary's not doing quite as good. But she's a Clinton. I mean, Clinton, Clinton, right? right. That's, that's what I keep hearing. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I hear, too. It's pretty, pretty great. We deviated very far away from the topic. We have. Let's, let's get back to these amazing vases, which are incredibly cool. The Think Center Georges Pompidou. That is a great name. I think it's pronounced Jorge's Papadou. I mean, those are G's. Think Senator Jorge's Papadou. Okay. Jorge. The G3DP. Uh, let's see. That's very cool. I'm, um... Wow, you have, like, this... You put a light in there, and there's, like, these all these designs mm-hmm. that are frilling out from the sides. Right, so not only could you have it, like have a middle finger but it could also have like a message that comes out projected just yeah it could tell you in words what the middle finger represents right. on all sides well what I think of is I could like design very abstract like art that you're like what does this mean but then you read the, what is under it and it tells you what it means I mean I think all art should incorporate this because that just totally eliminates like the whole I mean, how many of us have had a discussion with somebody at some point, like, I like this art piece, and some dude's like, yeah, it really makes me think of, like, 
the male gaze and you're like dude you bring up this male gaze thing in everything you have problems it's like no dude this specific like, if you saw around this the base of the art it's like this is about the struggle of the middle class or something like right. that you just big dude shut up it says right there the artist does not he thinks you're an idiot I think Basquiat might have had a better career if that was done with his paintings I don't know who that is um, I'm sorry I failed you. <laughs> you have, it, it sucks because it's like I made the reference and I was like as I was like looking I'm like shit. Didn't, was not going to get uh, Sounds like a Pokemon. Basquiat! <laughs> <laughs> he was a friend of Andy Warhol's. He um, he did these really absurd uh, drawings and paintings and stuff. He's a very manic man. He would be re- he would have like 50 books open and like newspapers and he would be reading them while he's making this art and it was super, like, just train of thought and stuff. Sounds like you did a lot of drugs. Did not. Really? No, I don't think so. Anyone who tried to read 50 books at once has to just be on something. Well, a lot of them are on a lot of uh, ginger and turmeric teas. Man, that is the, like, third time today I've heard ginger tea get brought up. I drink... There's a conspiracy. I drink ginger turmeric tea pretty much every night. What's turmeric? Turmeric. Turmeric. It's like a spice. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's like a spice. It is not a spice. Okay, it's a spice. It's, it's a, in the spice family. Cousin of the spice. <laughs> yes, it's not. It's one of the spice cousins. Spice cousins, nice. They were a much less one successful the, group. One of the, <laughs> there's the Spice Girls and the Spice Cousins led by the very famous and poppy turmeric spice. <laughs> the, um, card, cardamom spice was also the uh, backup that I, didn't get the credit she deserved. I enjoy this at the same time. This is not about vases. Yeah, okay. Um, we are we are getting... We have no sense of what we're actually doing right now. I mean, what else can you say about these things other than they look cool? Um, I think they open up a lot of possibilities for me as a designer to also make other things that look cool. And so that's what I think is inspirational about them. Absolutely. Like, if... What I like is you mentioned you could buy these and customize it to whatever you want. I just I want that into almost anything I can own. Mm-hmm. I want to customize the things. And not only in, like, the limited options, like with the new iPhone. It's like, do you want one of three colors? Which one right. do you want? And then... Uh, do you want one of every color? Yeah, it's like, uh, what kind of shape do you want your phone to be? I want this shape. Mm-hmm. What the shape of the tamarack plant? Yes, I don't know what that looks like. That might be a terrible phone shape. I think they, they're a root. I think it's a root, like oh, ginger. Root. They're very similar. Root, roots, very similar health benefits. A root, like a big root, might not be a terrible phone shape. Might not be. And so I think well, that would be like something they introduce, like in very near future, would be like a thing where when you go to the store, you know, there'll be an iPad up there where you'll be able to. Me- mess with the shapes but within a certain confines such that the function is still retained yeah I just I, I can see this revolutionizing the lighting in my house mm-hmm. like just making all my lamps like this or having different lamps for different moods I'm all about mood lighting and this just seems like if you can incorporate like color into this glass multicolors into this glass that would be amazing. This is the new lava lamp, I'm telling you. That is definitely the new lava lamp. Oh, I'm about this. Can I buy one of these? I think so. I think... I, hopefully. 
I'm sure you will be able to in the future. I feel like... Are you, are you saying that I don't have enough money, Kyle? You don't know my financial situation. Yes, I do, and I know it's not enough to buy one of these. Like, Probably. Like, you look at the clothes that I'm into, and then you realize my financial situation. Like, Kyle would dress a lot weirder if he could afford to. You know? Like, you would have a lot more interesting lamps if you could afford to. That's probably true. I don't spend money on lamps. I don't either, but... I don't think I've ever bought a lamp. I've been given every single lamp that I own. That's kind of how you, what you got to do in the Outlands. You got <laughs> you to take every step you get. You See, get. this picture, is there a light shining into this bowl? Well, from where the light source is coming from, it seems like it's coming from the bottom of the lamp. So, like, it's embedded into the What is this base. thing that's up here? I think that's the printer itself. Oh, so this is printing the light right now. Well, it's no, it's printing the glass. I mean, you know the light. You don't call a lamp the metal and plastic <laughs> and light bulb. You call it the the lamp. Well, the light. Turn on the lights. You don't say turn on the incandescent lamp. Ignite the coil or accelerate those uh, molecules so that they emit energy in the form of light. You don't know me. I mean, you've never said any of that to me, so... Yes. For good reason. I probably would not be here if you insisted on talking to me that way. Every time. But, no, I was watching Rebel Without a Cause, and I was just think I was thinking about the fact that, like, back in old movies, when before someone said anything serious, they'd be like, you know what I think? And then they would say what their serious thing was. And so I think we should kind of get back to that. Hmm. Is it... Is is this... Because before, like, we started recording, you're like, so I watched Rebel Without a Cause, and it was great. It's like, is that going to tie into every single topic now? I'm just making fresh on the mind. loose tangential Man, you know who would have a lot of these lamps? Marlon Brando, man. He wasn't in that movie. What? I don't know. I didn't have seen that movie. Is it James Dean? Yeah. Okay, one of those. He would have oh. it, but... But are you saying dead. Marlon Brando would not own these lamps? I think Marlon Brando probably does own one of these lamps. He's dead. <laughs> um, as is James so, Dean. As is Dave, James Dean. Dame's Jean. Dame's Jean. He lived life fast and he died. He did. That's what. That's exactly what happened. It is. It's so. It's so funny because if you watch that movie, he's in a car. He's like in a car thing. Not to spoil the movie, but it's been out for a long time. Yeah, I don't care. He's playing a game of chicken with cars, and he's the one who doesn't die. Oh. I think it's funny because he died in a car crash. It's great. Is it great? The symbolicism. Oh, man. Uh, okay, oh, passenger okay. terminal I don't complex. get behind this. I don't get behind praising death of James Dean. It, let it go. Moving on to the next topic. All right, Arc Daily's passenger terminal complex, Suvarna Bumi Airport, by John Architects. John spelled J-A-H-N. All right, so is this something that is already built this exists or is these just concepts this is built okay awesome this exists cool if you go to bangkok thailand you can look at it and you can look at it filled with people yes i'm surprised you don't have a picture of that i see a lot of the architecture pictures you've shown me have had at least like one person or a few people to show how people look in the space Mm-hmm. i think it's something about the kind of pristine nature of the whole thing is it's true this one up in what 2006 yeah it's probably a lot dirtier now a lot more, like, there's probably, like, this little clean new paved road probably has, like, skid marks on it. There's probably, like, a lot of gum here. Probably, 
Probably. I mean, I think that's reasonable. I think they're trying to show, like, the pristineness of, like, this crazy steel shell that is, at one point, inspiring, and at another point, somewhat too repetitive for me, almost. Really? I like it. I like mm-hmm. this giant, uh, repetitive thing. It just... There's something about it that, um... It's so consistent and huge, it's just almost comforting to be inside of it mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm in a like a spaceship. Definitely. So, this, to me, is it's so reminiscent of, like, Renzo Piano's work and just, like, the whole, like, mm-hmm. late 1980s post, postmodern thing where there was a structure kind of took over every other aspect of the architecture and it kind of became the most important feature and so what I think is interesting is that you think this is you think that's comforting is like how mammoth this steel contraption is it just feels nice to me like a, like a fun place to go like a, like a sports stadium or mm-hmm. I mean I personally I love airports I like to hang out there it was one of my favorite structures I I I come across mm-hmm. Evans top 10 structures there's like sports stadiums there are airports there's amusement park mm. housings for roller coasters I like big things that are associated with fun times and I don't know something about airports that just everything is uh it just looks official like you can trust me because I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I get that from this this structure. Like, the people who built this, they weren't like... Mm, like, they weren't unsure of themselves. They had a vision and they, they made it happen. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think there's something incredibly beautiful about that as well. Like, Definitely. It, yeah, my only kind of thing is just that there's something very, like, flat about the way it's designed. Like, if you look at the section of it, like, how it's all just consistent. There's no kind of changes in it. Is this for planes, trains, or automobiles? This is for planes. For planes, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It seems almost a little small, then. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I guess this is just a terminal, right. not part of the airport. So does the rest of the airport look like this? No. Oh, lame. Right? Very lame. Inconsistent. That's going to be so strange. It's like when they built that mall near... Uh, not, they didn't build the mall near us, but the mall near us. Uh, and they built, like, the new addition that was, like, way nicer and newer. Mm-hmm. And, like, the rest of the mall just is, like, old and sad. And then you're just like, man, it's... Like, you can definitely tell that, like, there's... That is a... I think this relates to the concept of architecture. I hate new additions to existing structures that just look too new. Like, you can look new with... But it has to fit into the existing building, I think. Or else it just doesn't feel like the same realm that you're in. Right. Counter-argument to that, because this ties directly back to a project I am currently working on. What if it looks the exact opposite? I mean, I feel like... Hold on, I'm gonna sneeze. Am I? Are you? I feel it. I feel it coming. It's coming. 
okay, I'm not going to sneeze until I start talking about this, then I'm going to sneeze. Yes. Uh, if it looks the exact opposite, I feel like that would just make me a little unsettled. Okay. Like, uh, well, it's like, uh, at USF, when they, they start updating the library, and you see, like, the, uh, the inside, and, um, mm-hmm. It's like, well, like, the first floor, it's like, it's it's so new, it looks modern. You go up to the second floor, still new, modern, you go up to the third floor, old. And you're just like, what? It's, ugh. It doesn't fit in. Gotcha. And I know they're ultimately going to do the new stuff to all of it, but there's, like, some buildings that they just... Or, like, on the USF campus, they built, like, the integrated science building. It looks super new and nice. Compared to the rest of, like, the crap at USF, like, uh, it just, eh. Gotcha. It just doesn't fit in, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And you just feel like you're almost in a different place. Mm-hmm. And I like to, when I'm somewhere, I like to feel like I'm there, if that makes sense. That, no, it makes perfect sense. That speaks to like a big issue in architecture is the sense of place and how important that is. And so if, if this is like the really awesome part of the airport mm-hmm. and the rest is just like, 90s style brick building it's like I mean update it all or update none of it or at least update from the inside out mm-hmm. like I it's pretty cool if you see like this super old looking building the inside looks really awesome and new and high tech right uh, but like I just I need consistency like or else you kind of have like the image of like um, like those like a hamster cage that has like these this awesome pipe system going out one side of it looks cool and the other side is just kind of like the shit corner with like his pellets and his poo and his his hamster wheel it's just like come on this is upsetting the hamster he doesn't like to live in this like dichotomy (laughs) the exact opposite place I was going with the metaphors old woman with fake breasts oh okay basically the same yeah, it's upsetting. It is. Not like upsetting like I'm my day is ruined, but it's like on an internal level you feel uncomfortable. Yes. And you might not even pick up on it, but you just start being really irritable to everyone and then suddenly don't enjoy your hobbies anymore because of this and you don't realize it. I wonder if that affects hamsters. I'm sure it does. Hmm. That's definitely something for me to ponder with this project where what I'm essentially doing as taking a fort that was built in the 1700s. And my idea was, nothing is sacred was one of my premises that I'm going with. And I'm just going to literally build this super futuristic structure that just encapsulates it. And makes that structure that's old and ancient hidden within it. I dig it. Like, you go to this new structure, you go inside, and then you can see the old structure? Hmm. Or at least a piece of the old structure. Yeah. Next to like a smaller miniaturized recreation of the old structure. I love that. Like I love just completely rebuilding everything, but keeping the history or remnants of what it used to be there. So it keeps the the classic feel, but it brings into the new, the new time. I'm about that. Right. So if it's going to be like if you're going to do a renovation, there's a careful like kind of play then, of the way you pay reverence to the old but introduce something new. Yes, absolutely. Cool. Cool. Um, Yeah, I think nothing is sacred when it comes to this sort of thing. Like, I compare uh, 
with theme parks, Universal Studios, and Disney World. Big competitors down here in the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. And I guess generally the world, because people come all over the world to go there. Right. And I have been talking with people, and I, I think that Universal is ultimately, uh, I think, it, I, I like it more because they are not afraid to just take what is considered to be a classic attraction and just make it disappear. Right. Just replace it with something new and innovative. Whereas, because, uh, like, they had the, the Jaws attraction, which was awesome. I loved it, but they, they, they destroyed it, leveled it, put new Harry Potter world there, and it's amazing. A million times better. The best themed area I've ever been into in a theme park. And Disney World still has, like, Peter Pan from, like, the 1960s. And, uh... Um... It just you 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 go on it. You're like, wow! Like, why why is this have such a long wait? But it's because it's like they go off that nostalgia feeling. Like, this is how it's always been. It's classic. People share this memory. That's the consistent. It's it's the, it's consistent across the board. It's the same for everybody. And I just, I don't like that. You know what that reminds me of lack of willingness to move into the future. You know what that definitely reminds me of what. So I was watching Rebel Without a Cause. Oh, here we go. And I was thinking about his James Dean's acting style and how much Robert Downey Jr. kind of borrows from that. Like, if you compare the acting styles of the two, Robert Downey Jr. owes his career to Mr. James Dean. I mean, a lot of male actors do, in my opinion, from this brief analysis and from the understanding of the weight of this movie. Um, but, so in some way, he's, he's like Peter Pan. Hmm. James Dean is Peter Pan. No, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is like Peter Pan. He has carefully taken the fact that James Dean once existed and the fact that he no longer exists and like, I'm James Dean now. And he's assumed his basic role and archetype and no one noticed the difference. Oh yeah, the the leading male is like, they just, they replace him and it's pretty much like identical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, action stars. Yes. They just like, when one gets too old, just a new one comes in. They do it for like 30 years and someone else comes in. So they're like the Peter Pan in this situation. But you know what? I do not like those people because I like to see change and different takes. And if you're going to like go back to an old style, at least have something in between it, you know what right. I mean? I just think everything needs to move further towards the future and not be afraid to change something, even if it is really, really well-liked. Like, obviously, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, but, like... Sometimes do it, because... There's a reason why, like, all the Burger Kings and Wendy's and McDonald's are changing all their, like, appearances. Like, inside, the infrastructure is the exact same that it's been for years, but, mm -hmm. like, they just changed the appearance to modernize it. I think everything needs to do that. I agree. I definitely agree. You're kind of speaking on the issue of the fact that, you know, the architecture kind of definitely needs to fit the times that it's in. And I think that's so important when you look at a lot of structures that are so into this mimicry of the mimicry of the old and, you know, paying reverence to things rather than accepting the fact that those things had their time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, uh, that's the big thing people say with theme park rides. They don't want things to close because, like, they love it so much. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it had its time. It was great for a while, but now we can do things that are better than this. So let's, right. let's move the way. Because what you thought was classic mm -hmm. is now outdated and someone who is much younger than you will experience its replacement that's going to be 
what that memory is to you to them. Right. And I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like I'm glad that they're not still showing ET in theaters, and they've moved on to showing things like Avatar, and in two years, Avatar Two. Yes. They're the same thing, but they're just advancements. I, I, I'm all aboard. Choo-choo. Choo-choo on to El Maki House. El Maki. By Git Architectura. That's... Okay, I thought that was his name. Git oh. Architectura. I'm like, the name like Architectura, you have to become an architect. Yeah, you do, but it's literally just the Spanish way of saying architect. Architectura. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, yeah, because they're from uh, Chile, so... Chile. makes sense. Chile. So, what do you think of this design in general? I love it. I really do. It it looks super modern, but it has, like, that wood panel, like, retro feel of it. Like, it's like what we were talking about. Like, it has remnants of the old in the shape of the new. Mm. And I just really dig that, because... It makes me feel comfortable because of there's familiarity, but it also excites me because it's something that looks like it belongs in the future. Mm-hmm. So it's like, come, it's okay. It's not that. It's not that strange. You can come in. Right. It's like putting an established actor in a new franchise. You're like, it's okay. You you recognize this face. It's fine. Like Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Right on. I. Definitely, definitely agree. I think there's something... I, I like... I don't want to necessarily see what is modern about it, though. Like, a lot... Because I guess a lot of it, to me, is just incredibly... 50 is kind of frankly right style, like, architecture. But this way they're playing with the skylight is absolutely brilliant. Like, do you see the way that, like, lets the light in from both sides? Yes. I mean, when I say modern, I mean, like, houses today... Mm in the street that I live on do not look like this. This looks like a future house to me that, like, was depicted in, like, the 1950s. Therefore, looks futuristic. Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, who's that? I don't know these things. That, that's very fair. I... Uh, see, and I'm, and I'm very guilty of that. Am I, I'm a heedless name, dro- name dropper. Name dropper? Did you know this man? Yeah, we, we hung out. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, when he was designing the Guggenheim, I was, you know, just there chilling, like, yeah, circles are cool. Do those. Circles are cool. I See, I think there need to be more of those in design, and that's what bugs me about this design. There are no circles. I don't know. It, it seems fun to me. Like, I look at this, like, this looks like a fun place. Mm-hmm. I can get, like, some really great thinking in here. Like, it excites me. There's nothing about this that seems boring, except maybe this little cubby with, like, the dining room. It's very square. Mm-hmm. just looks very normal. But at the same time, you might want some place that is just entirely normal in a house like this that is uh, otherwise very unorthodox to your average Joe, such as myself. So you can have, like, a little realm of escapism when right. it becomes a little too overwhelming. And see, what I think this... Like, my, I guess my problem is I think it would be weird for me to live here. But I think I could definitely see myself running off into the woods with, like, five or six friends... And just spending the weekends in, like, a house like this and having the most incredible time. But I just have a hard time picturing myself being here for, like, any more than, like, a month or so. Oh, I could totally live here. I'd be all about it. Right I am. I'm digging it. That's my... 
I'm very uh, non-descriptive when it comes to why I like things I like initially. Mm-hmm. It takes me years to come up with like a a a a a a a a, 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 a well articulated AIA AIA the American uh, Institute of Architects a very uh, well articulated reason of why I like something because things just speak to me. I'm like boom, like it. I see a movie. I'm like I liked it. Why'd you like it? Come back to me on that because I do not know. I'm just high on life right now because it made me happy. How many and years would it, would it take should I come back to you on why you like this? Maybe about three? Yeah. So like, like let the me entire move duration of James Dean's career. Yeah. So you would see his first film and then after he died you'd be like I liked that one. Here's why. Yeah. yeah. Although I did see this one movie recently and we won't get into it but Straight Outta Compton is The Bomb. It's a great you, movie. You went and saw that without me? I did. I wanted to go see it so bad. I, I didn't know, know this. I didn't know who would go see it with me. Straight out of Compton, yo. I really wanted to see it. It's a great movie. Everyone listening should see that. I don't know if it has anything to do with architecture, but it's probably one of the best uh, biopics I've ever seen. thought it was going to be super Hollywood. It was just like super gritty and truth. I really want to see it. I do need it. To go do it. Do yourself a favor. It's two and a half hours, but it's worth it. It's a ride. Right on, I will. So, Watch it in this house because I, I, I love this. I mean, I'd probably be uncomfortable living out here just because it's like so far away from everything. Mm-hmm. And I like being like, I like the idea of like having my own little place away from everything, but at the same time, I mean, how long does it take him to drive to go to like Target or something? Like, man, I really need to pick up some like food for this evening or like I'm out of toilet paper. It's, it's gonna. And that's why Amazon drones are gonna be awesome. That's why but we need more drones. Everyone can't live in a place like this. Exactly. Wait. But if we had drones that could bring us all food and stuff, couldn't we all live in those places? There's because not the enough internet? space on Earth to, like, house every family in its own individual, like, mountainscape. What if we put everyone into the Matrix and make... The earth much bigger. I mean, I'm down with this. I'm down with going into the virtual life and just not being aware of it and, like, having my dreams come true. I think that's what we would all want. Yeah, so, yes, okay, if we're debating alternate reality, let's go now. Okay. Done. Doing it. Gonna hack into the mainframe and activate the program. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but I don't either. I've heard it in movies. I'm disappointed I'm not in the Matrix right now. You lied to me. But how about this... How about how this sits in this site? It looks really nice there. Um, it just fits right in. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of like the wood makes it seem like not a unnatural structure in the wooded area. Right. Uh, the fact that like the the yard is sort of kind of just like it, it blends very uh, gradually into the surrounding. Uh, like naturally occurring grass around it and like there's like this fake or artificial I guess is the preferred nomenclature artificial body of water and like even inside there's like a little sand garden that sort of like incorporates the blend from nature into structure and I think it just reminds me of like a gradient that like there's like man-made natural and just blends right into it yeah absolutely I think there's something absolutely beautiful about doing doing that in this kind of way that's just so material-centric and just effective. If I lived in a place like this, I would 
run it to shit because I would not upkeep that landscape. I just would not. And I... It that ugh, it would just be like barren grass around there, and it's then probably astroturf. Oh well, then that's fine. I don't have to worry about that then. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm all aboard. If this is all fake, all completely fake, I'm all aboard. Just with that. all the stuff in the very immediate. So it's like a great. It's it speaks more to that gradient, and that you go from natural grass to fake grass that gives you the appearance of nature, and your artificial water that gives you the appearance of nature. Is that artificial water? It's an artificial pond. It's not really water. Just like a plastic surface over like a space like you see at like museums and stuff with little plastic fish. Well see the problem was a kid fell in it. He didn't drown because, you know, his parents were good parents and they got him out. And now it's also like two inches of water. The kid wasn't very smart. Oh, really? It's like I'm stuck, help. (laughs) I mean, how can you blame there's like these little stepping stones around the rim of the house? Why would you put them there? It's just begging people to just, like, goof around on them. Because sometimes you get drunk and you need things to do, I think. This is a pl- great house to get drunk in. It would be an incredible place to get drunk. Could you imagine? I could just, like, see myself rolling down that hill. I would just, like, stand naked in front of that window all the time. And you press my body up against the glass. This is this is the house I live in by myself. I don't have... A, family in this house. I don't have friends come over. This is just me. This, this is, is my fortress of solitude where I do whatever weird thing I please. I'm an artist and I'm gonna be expressive. Here's exactly. Press yourself against the glass. Randomly throw paint everywhere. Be like, arts! This is where like people find me after like three years of disappearance. Like They find like my corpse with like a hypodermic needle in my arm. Like, oh, if only he told people about this place. This is this is that type of place. This is where you go to do drugs alone. What's awesome about the person who finds that place, though, is they're going to find the manuscripts that you wrote. They're going to be able to make a biopic about you. They're going to be able to release your unwritten works, which will probably be at least three novels if you're gone for three years. You know, probably probably more. Giving me a lot of credit with my writing fortitude. Um, I give credit where credit's due. Awesome. Well, thank you. So you do that. Oh, you flatter me, sir. It's, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, so then they release those, and so they get credit from it for books and for movies, obviously, all without you needing to be alive so that all your family gets all the money. And so you really were not, by doing this, you were a great father. Because you set them up I don't for the rest like of kids. Life. Kids are stupid. Kids, if you're listening to this, grow up immediately. You annoy everyone around you. Kids. What? Oh, kids. Lame. You don't want little tykes? No! To be, like, Daddy's trying to be an artist to leave him alone! Yeah, I'd rather be like, oh, I don't have to yell at anybody because I made great decisions. Look at all this disposable income I have. Let's go to Disney World as an adult by myself and wait five hours for Peter Pan. What else are you going to do? Buy expensive, fancy, one-of-a-kind, unique lamps? Exactly, in my... How much is this house going to set somebody back? This looks like this is on the upwards of, like, probably $50 million. Probably more like three. Three million. Three fifty million dollars? About three fifty million. Three fifty million. <laughs> High Roller Loch Ness Monster, Tree Fitty Million. Yes. Probably around three million, honestly. Because the structure itself isn't all that expensive. But the sets, property. The property 
probably going to spend probably about five hundred thousand to a million just on the property alone. How much do you have to pay someone for just like the environmental permits and stuff like this in like an area like this? No idea. What about like this is not like really near any sort of like infrastructure of power or water. You have like a lot of that pumped in, like specifically. That's gotta not be cheap. Um. I don't know how they get power out here, to be perfectly honest. They probably have their own generator, then. Okay, they probably yes, they probably have their own generator. Um, oh, that balcony with that couch is awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love everything. All that... Okay, I want this in my house. I want a bridge. I want a bridge connecting, like, my upstairs living room to, like, whatever it is connecting to with, like, like a banister in it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Just to be on, like, the... Oh, I love it. Oh, it connects it, like, right to the outside. Send me a picture of this, because I don't care where I'm living, I'm incorporating this bridge. Like, even in this room, I would have, like, a tiny little footbridge on the top, which just, like... That goes out to the roof? Yes. Because that's where it goes, I think. I want elevation. Like, I want a loft bed that you have to, like, climb up. I love climbing onto things. So this speaks to that. And ultimately, you build your house on a mountain, the ultimate climbing on top of something. And then you can put it in a rock wall. Oh, yes. But not inside. Why not? I mean, not inside, like, the living room. Maybe you have, like, a separate room that's, like, covered with, like, black wood and stuff like that. Like, you use it as, like, the texture of the wall, though. Like, you have it all, like, all in black, though you can actually just grab onto them. Like, you replace the wall in the dining room. (coughs) There it was. There's the sneeze. Like, you replace the back wall with just, like, this black, really obscure shapes that forms rock wall. (coughs) That allows you to climb up, and when you get to the top, another bridge. I love everything about this house. I want it. I really like it. Where is it located? It is in Chile. Oh, that's too far for me. Can I be in America? Um, have, have you met Mr. Olsen Kundig? I have not had his acquaintance met to myself. Next week, Olsen Kundig. Throwbacks. Cool. Yes. Yeah, I'll definitely show you more of this kind of thing. Cause Let's do it. All right, and now we have a challenge: the kiss lid and eighty eighty one fifty Sunset Boulevard, Frank Gehry's Sunset Boulevard developments in Los Angeles. So first, let's go into the kiss lid. We're going to talk about it, and then we're going to go into that one, and then we're going to face them off. Okay. In battle. Right. So, a Korean designer has designed the Kiss coffee lid, which brings a human touch to the action of drinking. Oh. Users experience the sensation That's of That's what kissing. I've been asking for. <laughs> what I've wanted all of these years. Users experience the sensation of kissing via the full lips protruding and nose, which makes for the awkward incidental contact, just like the real thing. Oh, man, this looks so weird. Wait, do you drink out of its bottom lip? You drink out of its bottom lip. Ew! What is wrong with this? Oh, God, that looks so creepy. That's nightmare fuels right there. Who does well, this appeal to? Apparently Korean people. It was all over the cover of Design Boom this week. No offense to the, the Korean people, but this is terrifying. I think it's wonderful. Why? Because I could just imagine... Like, painting the lips red, and then just making it even worse. I mean... Like, giving it, like, flesh tones, you know, painting the lips with, like, lipstick. And then just being like, we make out, and then you drink your coffee. 
Mm. Just saying that to like strangers. I mean, like when you compare it to a real coffee cup, like standard. Which would you honestly rather drink? The, the coffee cup. Why? Because it doesn't terrify me. What's terrifying about it? It's part of a face. I'm like it'd be less weird if it was like an opening in the lips, but I'm drinking out of like a the bottom lip. You've never like it's basically like biting someone's bottom lip without the without the teeth. And then like biting someone's bottom lip, and then hot sweet beverage comes pouring into your mouth. Yes. No, I like to keep my. All right. See. Here's one thing. Let's bring this back to the thing of design. I like my receptacles and my furniture to resemble artificial constructs. I don't like it looking like people. Like those chairs, like the one he had in Spy Kids, it's like a giant hand that he sits in. That's weird. I don't like that. I like that feeling. Or like uh, the phones that are lips. I don't like the the pieces of furniture that resemble human bodies. What about a urinal that's lips? That's even weirder. That's so disrespectful. I mean, some people have, like, pee fetishes, sure, and they, they would enjoy having someone pee into their mouth, but I, I'm i not sure I'd be comfortable doing that to another person. Well, you're not doing it, so it's, it's, it's still ceramic. But it's the idea of doing it to another person. I mean, if it's like, if you really didn't want them to feel like you were urinating on someone, you wouldn't even make it look anything like a person. What if you just have a face protruding from a regular urinal? Just, I mean, okay, I might get on behind that if it's someone I really dislike. If I can 3D print a glass version of, like, some douche that I really hate, just pee on his face all day, I might be okay with that. But if it's, like, a self-respecting person who doesn't want it, then, meh. You think that person is not self-respecting or wants that? You know... Like I said, I can't articulate why I like or dislike certain things. I can just give you a very, very knee-jerk reaction. It's fantastic. I don't want to drink out of this ever. I want to do it one time. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. Like, if someone's like, yo, try it, I'm like, okay, it's weird. I'm just, I'm guaranteeing you that I probably won't like it. I mean, I'll try anything once. Yeah. Even the face thing? I mean, sure. Okay. Because I, like, I love the pictures they have. Like, I want to be her. Like, now, after watching, like, looking at this. I want to be a hip Korean chick with my iPhone 5 and lips that I drink out of at not Starbucks. Now, do uh, places give you these lips or do you buy your own and bring it? I don't know. Because, like, I can see baris- baristas, like, like, oh, here comes a lip guy. He has his own lid. And it's like, yeah, yeah, no lid, yeah, got my own, please. Put- no, no, I'll put it on myself. I know, know the correct way. I know what I know what mama likes. And then they stroke <laughs> the nose. He just rubs the nose a little bit. Like, because uh, no one kisses like that. No. If it simulated kissing in human contact more, I could understand it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's weird, it'd be like building a a pillow that was a human person shaped, not like a sentient pillow person who could speak to you. Well, printing. You know, that's that's another discussion. Yes. Uh, but if you built a pillow shaped person that was designed to cuddle with, mm. and 
you grabbed its knees and like rested your head on the soles of its feet. No one cuddles that way. At least like not typically. And like I think that happens a lot in like places where boys are forced to sleep in the same beds as each other. You know, I have had to bunk with uh with the, with a bro from time to time, but I've never cuddled his knees as I rested my head on the soles of his feet ever. Have you been contemplating trying? Have you woken mm. up like that rather? No. No, I haven't. Well, I'm just saying, like, because if you woke up like that, you realize it's a comfortable way of doing things when you feel less weird about it. I mean, I'm not saying it's weird. I'm just saying that just does not seem comfortable. I think it's weird. You're a close-minded bigot. I don't think that's accurate. I do. You, you think it's weird. I just think it's uncomfortable. What's the difference? That is another discussion. I mean, I think that this isn't weird. Like, I don't think that's weird. I know. I think that's cool. Like, I could see like making a business around this called Kiss the Cup. You serve mediocre coffee, but you have these cool lids, and it attracts business. You put it in a touristy area. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Boom, oh for sure. I could see this being huge in like Las Vegas or something. Exactly. If they sell alcohol in that thing, like, right? Have it like celebrities' faces. I can definitely see a market for it. I just, I think there's not enough interesting things about this for it to be a, like at the end of the day, you're just drinking out of a lid. Right. It's like um, any other novelty drinkware. Like, I recently went to Las Vegas, and the novelty drinkware is a dime a dozen out there. You can drink your alcohol out of, like, almost any shape cup you can imagine. Mm. And I have even partaken in one of these souvenir alcohol slushy drinks. And was it a pendulette shaped cup? No, it was like this weird hourglassy bong esque thingy, because it was in my price range. And uh, reasonable. At the end of the day, I was just drinking out of something. I think that's a very astute kind of note to end the discussion on this on. Because yeah, I mean. That's definitely, at the end of the day, all that it is. But Kyle, who used to drink eight cups of coffee a day, might have different opinions on that. Hmm. I mean, I've only had one cup today, two cups today. And so I think differently. It's just it's just a cup. But, you know, so for some people who, you know, drink coffee very religiously and, you know, use it as a crutch when they meet women and things like that because it makes them feel comfortable, might have different opinions on it. Like, are you saying they just need some variety in their coffee cups? Well, yeah, like, they, you know, if you, like, you know, love, like, coffee cups and stuff, you know, you might be sort of passionate about these kind of things, but it's not just a coffee cup. Hmm. You know? I gotcha. I can dig. Like, if you're very passionate about your lamps. Yes. I mean, I just... Okay. Moving on. Moving on. All right, Mr. Frank Geary, do you know him? I don't. Okay. Geary, it sounds like a cheese. Like Guire, Geary. It's a cheese. It's a good cheese. Hmm. It's like a goat cheese. I'll have to try it. Definitely. Moving on. Yes. So, Frank Geary's highly anticipated mixed-use development on L.A.'s Sunset Strip has been revealed. 
commission developed by Townscape Partners, the $3 million complex comprises five individually distinct structures distributed around an inviting public square that remains accessible from the street level. So you have a bunch of these cool foldy shapes. Yes. Kind of looks like the Disney concert hall. Also designed by him. What? So. I think he's a very interesting man. He likes his foldy buildings. He does like his foldy buildings quite a bit. And unfortunately, these are only pictures we have available of it. There are very limited number of images since this plan has just been avail unveiled. And he prefers to work in model than in kind of 3D in the way that other architects of this time do. Right. Mm. So, all right, so it's a it's a fun building. What, what's the big deal about this thing? I've seen fun-shaped buildings before. Making fun-shaped buildings like this is very expensive. I can imagine. So that's ultimately what the big deal is. And, you know, if you see this, you know, and this is a giant structure, it's, it's different, you know? Like seeing it at this level, you know, you can look over here at my models and see stuff that looks like this, and it doesn't, like, jar you the same way it would if it was, like, two scale. Oh, yeah, I've, 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 I've been to the Disney concert hall, mm. and I didn't like it. I just, it unsettled me because it was just so, it did just not look stable. Right. It looks like it is falling to pieces, and you go inside, and it's relatively normal, mm -hmm. you know? It doesn't have that same foldiness everywhere you go, so it's a little it's a little jarring, and it's just it's it's very disorienting, and I'm not a huge fan. I, mean, I feel the same way, particularly because you have that kind of foldy nature on the outside, but I think if you're not also iterating that on the inside, you're just kind of being very gestural and ornamental rather than like... It's all smoke and muse. There's no substance to it. Exactly. Exactly, but a lot of the problem with his buildings is because he makes those shapes, it leads the geometry of the inside spaces to feel very uncomfortable. Ooh, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I'm down with that. What, what is this building, anyway? It's a mixed-use development, so that means, I assume there's apartments and business businesses. Uh, all right. And probably a theater somewhere. Okay. At the same time, like... It's folded and weird, but also there's nothing too special about it. Like, mm -hmm. it kind of feels like you phoned this one in. It really does. Like, cool, there's some folds. He did this before. This is like a sophomore slump. I'm sure he's designed way more than just the one, the one building we mentioned before, but to me... He's done a few. They just the, mostly look like this. I guess people like it. He's made a name for himself doing it since the 90s. I think he's stuck in this? Like, I really want to make something different. That's how he sounds. I really want to make something different, but people pay me for the foldies. The foldies is what I must go do. I don't know. He's 83, and he likes to flick off reporters. All right. Well, I like him already. He's a very ambitious man. He, um, someone, like, critiqued him. and was like, what do you think of, you know, star architects like yourself? You know, and the thoughts that they're, you know, destroying the world of architecture. And he just flipped the reporter off. I said, Okay, you. let him build what he wants to. I dig this guy's persona. I'm all about him now. 
this is all just to piss someone off, and I enjoy it. <laughs> and I really, like, I hope I can so. only hope that I can be that defiant and strong-willed when I am 83 years old. I want to be like that as an architect. I think it's important to be. Especially because of where the field is right now, where the field is such so heavily under criticism. Like, the criticism he receives for these type of things is very common with among architects doing far less ridiculous things, but he's, they're facing the exact same level of critique that he does for his foldies. And so it, it's so easy to be timid and just kind of do what people want or take what you want and make it kind of amend to those things. Right. And so I think there's some, also something, so I think there's something very important in having that kind of bravado, but also important in understanding the man has enough money to have that kind of bravado. Mm, true. He's not just like a jerk. He's a rich jerk. He's a rich jerk, and that's why he can get away with being a jerk. Awesome. Well, I hope I'm rich enough one day to be a jerk to people. Me too. Oh, really? I hate being a jerk. I don't know. Sometimes you gotta... I would like to have the option to be, though. Right. I can't afford to be mean to anybody. I'm just trying to be as nice as I can to not, like, burn any bridges, but, like, to be 83 and, like, a millionaire and just be like, fuck you, I don't care what you think. I... My buildings will fold for days. Like... That seems like he's living the dream right now. Mm-hmm. It's, he's like an old Elon Musk. He kind of just does what he wants. Yeah. And then the world kind of conforms to it. Yeah. And then he's often faces criticism, but when you look at it, you're still like, damn. I mean, I think, so I think that's kind of the mold that I kind of try to fit into. It's just like having something that I very kind of firmly believe in and understand the merit of and just kind of being very unabashed about that regardless of outside of Yeah, stick to your guns, yo. Exactly. I'm about that. So. So, okay, how does this compare to the kissy mugs? Yes, exactly. That's that's the real question that we're all wondering at this point. Mm-hmm. It's... Which do you think is better? Uh, that is a very, very uh, broad and vague question. In what sense? Well... All right, no, okay, no, no, no. I will answer the question. Which is better? Which is Just, better? Which is better? Which is better, orange or laptop? <laughs> I think the kissy mugs are better because I drink hot beverages. I do not live in multi-purpose buildings. Uh, as much as I love the Frank Geary's, everything we've just discussed, the building still unsettles me. Mm-hmm. However, the kissy lid strangely unsettles me less than the building does. Hmm. So you're saying you would rather, if you had to, when you went to your local coffee place, which is called Kiss the Cup, which is the name, anyone's free to use that, I don't care, I don't, I don't want to be a coffee entrepreneur right now, when I'm 30 maybe, um, we'll talk about that. So if you had to go to Kiss the Cup every morning or you had to live in this building, you would choose going to Kiss the Cup. Uh, oh, man, I'd have to look at... On a pure level of how much I would feel comfortable with it, yes, I would. That is a much more digestible 
weirdness than this thing is. This is just, this is a lot to deal with. Does that have anything to do with the fact that you can't eat a building? <laughs> I mean, I just imagine myself standing in this balcony and it looks like it's made of, like, weird sheet metal and just, like, ugh. Yeah. If I'm in a building, I'd love, like, this kind of looks like it's falling apart at the seams. Kiss the cup is, at least, that's, that is a concrete idea. I'd rather live in a giant kissy lips. I mean, you should I don't see know. some of um, Zaha Hadid's Zaha Hadid Zaha Hadid's uh, skyscraper or not skyscraper stadium designs. Interesting. Next week. Next week. Uh, it's I like uh, like the El Maki house. That is a that is a thing that knows what it is. There is no uncertainty in that design. I'm sure there's no uncertainty in. Uh, Geary's design either, but like, it just, it does not make me feel comfortable to be around it. It makes me feel upset in that very, uh, oh, what is this? I'm going to show you really quick the, uh... Oh, I have seen some of these. These are, these are awesome. Yes, very similar to Kissy Lips. It rhymes. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah, you know what? I don't know if that was your point, to shock me with kissy lips and then be like, there is something. Like, so you think this is weird. And let me show you if you... Wow. This was... You know, you don't even like... You, you, you crafted this to change my opinion on a certain topic. You don't, don't deny it. It makes you sound so smart. I'm making tangential connections at this point. The um, theme for this episode, which is brought to you by James Dean naturally, um, is... May he rest in peace. Indeed. And you know what I think? What? I think... Um, I think that... Oh man, what an anticlimactic letdown. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Um, Sometimes I just start sentences. <laughs> it, I, it's like in the same way that, you know, Zoolander can't turn left, I can't finish sentences sometimes. I mean, if I make it sound really profound, I'm sure a profound thought will just come to me. You don't know how much of my life has been made off of the assertion that I have, like, if you attack things with such bravado, you can get away with saying anything. I suppose so. Mm-hmm. I guess the thing with the kissy lips compared to Geary is, this is a solid idea executed 100%. Geary is like, I wanted a weird building. There's like no... Like, I look at this, I'm like, I don't really understand what you're going for. Okay, so you, like, there's no logic to it. There's basically. a clear concept and logic between, mm-hmm. behind El Maki, Kissy Lips, and the Lamps. This is just, what if, this is just chaos. But what if you think about this as just making weird-shaped lamps, but at the size of buildings? Yeah, but the weird-shaped lamps are at least a little bit, like, symmetrical. Mm-hmm. This is just, like... It's gestural for its own sake. Yeah. Like, this is just, like, there's no point to do this. This is just frivolousness. Mm. Like, the weird design does not serve a cool function, you know? It's just, like, look what I can do. Yes. Like, like I said, Elmaki, I'm like, this is cool, I want to be here. Geary, this is weird, I don't want to be here. That is my knee-jerk reaction. I remember the tangential connection I was making. Kissy lips reminded me of pussy lips, which is what the to- which is what the stadium reminded me of. You know, I wasn't gonna say it, but that was exactly what I thought of. That was that was the connection I made. Okay, well, I mean, I guess you're not weird then. That's that stadium kind of does look like a vagina. 
it's it's gotten a lot of critiques that said it looks like that. Oh. And pissy and pussy, they sound similar. It reminded me. I'm sorry, this is awkward for everyone. I mean, um, does the female anatomy make you uncomfortable, It Kyle? makes me very uncomfortable. I've never touched one. Oh, sorry. sorry. Unless you didn't want to. Because then live your own life, man. Don't don't feel pressured by societal norms. I'm not. Good. I'm not, but I don't know. I think I think I'm with you. I'm definitely with like I'm 100% with you. Um like I'd be at least I'd be more behind Gary if like it didn't just look like nonsense, you know? Mm-hmm. If it was like if they all waved a certain way right. or if like it like, if it looked more like the lamps, if it was organized chaos instead of just chaos, for yeah. the chaos's sake. Right. Because that doesn't fit into any skyline. It. What if... Looks like the building is falling apart. Mm-hmm. What if you have a bunch of buildings that are like that? Oh, I just feel like I want to throw up. Clean it. It looks dirty. That's, that's awesome. I like that. I think I agree. I think I def yeah, I think on some level I definitely agree and but I think with a lot of what he's trying to do is like this idea of like the say like sails and the way that sails move. Yeah, but the building doesn't move. Like if the building was like flapping in the wind, I'd be behind it. Like if there was like this canvas coating, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's just it's stagnant. It's like those sculptures or like figures that have like uh representations of cloth material flapping like a toy flag to not sound like a weirdo like but made out of plastic and it has like bends and ripples to make it look like it's blowing in the wind it's just like it's not moving that just kind of makes your mind unhappy it's like you look like you should move but you don't and then you try to bend it and you break your toy flag and you you just ruined your day and America. That's what this building makes you want to do. I want to straighten it. It looks like some snaggletooth person smiling at me. Okay, so it doesn't make you want to ruin America. I, this building is ruining America. <laughs> I wouldn't quite go that far. I would. I'm ready. I have no dog in this fight. You have no dog, just bravado? I have a dog. <laughs> Can I beat her? You have. Ooh. It's what? You house sat for me when I was out of town. You fed this dog. I did. Very, very docile. Would not, like, hang out with me. I mean, she's, like, old. Very old dog. Yes. She's too cool for you. She is the Frank Geary of dogs. She's gave you the middle finger, like, nah. I don't want to be a Starka dog. (laughs) I th- that's actually pretty accurate to her behavior. She's like, feed me and leave. <laughs> yeah. Do what you must. Yeah. No do, more. Do what they, what they paid you to come here and do. Well, someone paid him to do this. And they were a fool. They wasted their money. So, the end analysis. Evan obstinately opposed to Frank Geary building and... You know, I'm actually about kissy cups now. Let's go get some kissy cups. <laughs> and about kissy cups. They, they they comfort me now in a way that they appalled me in the beginning. Me? I just think I could make situations awkward for other people. And I know that 3 a.m. Kyle 
would have loved that sort of thing. I would love to be able to go to this coffee place at 3 a.m. and like put lipstick on it and just weird the shit out of people. I mean, man has to have his hobbies. I have to. And if I can't make people feel uncomfortable, I don't know what I'm doing. You've made me uncomfortable this evening, so... You, I made everyone uncomfortable this evening. You are successful in that. Okay, so I can check another day off. Put well, that on my 90 days of action calendar. Sweet. It's like you have a, have a those things where it's a list of days without an accident. Like, list of days without making someone comfortable. Right, like, it's the Jerry Seinfeld like way of becoming successful at anything. You just do it. And you just put an X on your calendar for every day that you do it. And so what I do is every day I make someone uncomfortable, I put an X. Sweet. What is it like? It's like you want to do something, you have to just do it every day and then write down that you've done it? Yes. You put an X to say that you've done it on your calendar. What happens if you don't do it? You don't put an X and you feel bad about your life. You become addicted to putting the X's down. Is what happens. Ooh, it makes I you like more this. inclined to do that. Like, that's how you, like, became, like, good at writing jokes. So he would force himself to write a joke no matter how shitty as long as he actually did write a joke. All right. Mm-hmm. And so you just put an X down for every day and then just, like, I have to do an X. Great. Inspirational. Isn't this it? This was much better than the first week. I think so. I, I like where I like where there's this... a flow. I, I like we we branch off, but I, I like uh, I like uh, there's more comfortable discussion. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not. I just kind of, what is this? Mm, and now I have to talk about that. Yeah, like I'm just giving my my my, my opinion. Mm-hmm. My non-educated opinion. Well, educated. I'm an educated man. I'm this just, man has a bachelor's degree. I do. Be impressed, plebs. <laughs> some of these people don't. Some of these people are vying for a master's degree, and some of them might not get one. Sorry. Don't give up on your dreams. Dreams. Dream. With Radon Randell. Who's that? Blue Mountain State? I don't watch that show. Why don't you watch that show? I don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me. It's a, it's a great show to watch ironically. You know, I'm not into doing things ironically. <laughs> I'm into, I can laugh at things that are doing things ironically, but doing something for the sake of irony just seems like a waste of time. What about writing a play that's about irony? I mean, that serves a purpose, though. Well, the purpose of watching something ironically is the joy of doing something. No, I'm, 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 but like, ah, it's too self-indulgent for me. Is it? Yes. Like, if I'm just, I'm not enjoying the show, but I'm enjoying the fact that I'm watching it for the wrong well, reasons. Well, no, you're, that's you, weird. You find, like, the it's show. too far removed. Well, you know what I'm saying is, like, when I watch the show, I, or when I watch the show, I can't watch it now because I've seen it six times through and that's too many times to ironically watch something. Let me let me compare this. I listen to Rebecca 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 Black's Friday on a frequent basis because I enjoy the song, as if it was written to be a parody on pop music. That's the same way I enjoy Blue Mountain State. Okay. Yeah, because it's about like these football okay. players that get themselves into frequently ridiculous situations. I just imagine Rebecca Black is just a writing genius, and like I'm just gonna write the stupidest song ever and release it like as if I'm really serious. 
they have an episode where do you know what an oil change is? Like with your car? No. It's where you stick a plastic tube up your dick and you like release all the fluids so you can pass drug tests. There's an episode where like the do football people do that? Yeah, that's like a big thing in the NCAA apparently. Which they're making fun of. So there's an entire episode around this topic. God. Where this where the captain of the team is like, this is the only way to do it. And everyone else on the team is like, I don't feel like shooting a tube up my dick. And so they try to find other ways to do it, only for their efforts to get sabotaged by the team captain who's like, this is the only way to do it. And so they all have to do oil changes, and it hurts, and he feels successful. That's the plot to an episode of the show. I don't want to watch this show. Rebecca Black's song is like three and a half minutes. <laughs> this show only has 12 episodes per season, only three seasons. It's still longer than three minutes. The characters have heart after three times through. Maybe. Maybe one day. You start to peel back the layers. Then you have I don't know. I'm not, not sold yet. Unfortunate. Another day. I've been vying to get this man into the show for a while. I have long been disinterested in the show. But interested in getting other people into it. Continues. Because they have a movie coming out eventually. I did like the Mojito song. It's a good song. Mojitos. I love mojitos. I've never had one. What? I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> That's like a bit of theater right there. Just it's called mojito. I love mojitos. I've never had one. What? I know. Just so <laughs> distraught. My life is over. I, it's like the James Dean thing. You want to know something? I know. <laughs> Next week, we will drink mojitos. Will we? We could just do that after this. We could. You gonna buy me a mojito? If they're two for one? Somewhere. Some magical land they are. We should find two for one mojitos after All right, this. okay. All right, we have another topic. Yes, we do. Our last topic of the night is fungus, the building material of the future! Now, you have sent me some of these articles, and I am somewhat learned now. You don't have to go ahead and explain this to me like the other did. Okay, but I have to explain it a bit for the people listening. So, basically, the process is they grow fungus in molds, and then when it gets to be the size of the mold... They put it in, in a very hot, dry place, and it kills the fungus to prevent it from growing. And they're able to do this at different thicknesses and different textures, so it can feel like leather, or it can be like, or it can have the strength of concrete and that kind of thing. So, it's, I think really cool how they can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one concern is: is this like longevity-wise? A smart building material. And see, that's what I'm curious Does about. this naturally decay? I think you have to break it down for it to decay. Uh, like, I guess a lot of things. I am not a biologist. I don't know how the hell that works. I just know if you told me that, like, yo, here's a house built out of organic matter, it'd be like, it just seems a lot more susceptible to... Look, wood is organic matter. Yes, but it's no longer living? Also. Oh, Same okay. Thing. I see. I dig. All right. But at the same time, you think of a tree. 
that is a thing. It is. That is, <laughs> that is a thing. Correct. Uh, but it's a strong thing. You punch a tree, ow, I broke my hand. Punch a mushroom, you fuck that up. No, but the thing is that this stuff is like as strong as concrete. Really? Yeah. That's cool. So there's this tower that... So... Um, okay, so... I saw this tower yeah. in this very article. So and as part of MoMA's Young Architects program... Brooklyn Firm, The Living, designed an outdoor tower that was made entirely of this stuff. Because it's as strong as concrete, but it's, like, really light. Man, I'm about this. Okay, I have a couple questions. Yes. Um, I don't know her personally. Like, no. Do you remember? I'm not concerned with the girl in this photo. But, uh... If it's lighter than concrete, can this blow away in the wind? I don't know. I would think that the way you it's bind it together... It's a three little pig situation waiting to happen. And the fourth little pig built his house out of fungus. He was weird. It's really more of a cousin to the pigs. Very interesting. He was a boar. Very interesting. He was truffles, actually. <laughs> he got high when he came up with the idea. He said, what if I take these... It make buildings. Magic mushroom house. Yes. So there's... I'm concerned about this. I think it's very cool. Definitely seems like it would fight deforestation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's multi-purpose, because you can make it to all sorts of different, like, thicknesses and textures. Right, like, they can make it feel like rubber. They can make it feel like leather. Make it feel like human... F- Skin, human flesh. Buying this with the kissy cups, man, you have a whole different business going in. We should. We need to like put this. Um, we need to put this podcast in the entrepreneurial category. Yes, because we're just coming up with like great million plans. dollar ideas, billion dollar ideas. Oh man, you know what's cooler <laughs> than a, a, a kissy lid? Kissy lid made out of fungus that feels like human flesh. I invented the <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> If you invented kissy lips, you'd have invented kissy lips. <laughs> if you invented kissy lips made out of organic fungus, you would have done it. Yes. I like this idea. I just don't know enough about it to, like, be sold on it. Like, if I... Because we live in Florida where mm. recently we were, like, threatened by a tropical storm, Erica, which has now just destroyed itself on the Dominican Republic. Thank you, the Republic of Dominican for Dominica. Dominica. Yes. I am not learned in anything but the, what I have a degree in which shall not be mentioned. No. Um. And um, but I, I, I just don't feel like this is going to last to even a tropical storm. Yeah, and see, that's what I'm not really sure about either. I think the more immediate use we're looking at, rather than as a building material, is using it as a replacement for plastics. Okay, I can dig. So, like, you know, especially in packaging and stuff, where, you know, we're wasting a lot of plastic every year. Like, actually, they're getting together with the guys who made bubble wrap. Oh! To um, get, like, a bigger shipping, like, shipping place to, like, build this stuff. Because this stuff could replace bubble wrap. This is some Nobel Peace Prize worthy stuff. Exactly, because you don't, you know, you're using less oil. You're using less oil. And this is biodegradable too. Hundred percent. So you biodegradable. can just bury this in the ground, and you're fine. Exactly. All about it for that. You purpose. literally, you have to just break it up in the same way that you would like lamb, like wood in a house. You know. 
And so, like, they're storing, like, wine and, you know, all kinds of things with it. And so, basically, all you would have to use plastic for is, like, the actual initial forms. And then you put the stuff in there, and then you put some sort of, like, weird, like, some sort of um, non-necessary organic matter, like plant stalks or something, or, like, corn husks. And then they'll eat that, and it'll grow into, like, this very dense fiber. Righteous. And so the company's name is Evocative, or Ecovative. Ecovative. Ecovative, yeah. I think it's supposed to be, like, provocative, so it's... Ecovative. Ecovative. <laughs> I am not a mature person. Uh, Ecovative. 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 I think it's supposed yeah. to be Ecovative. It's, yeah, it's an evocative. They switch the C and the B. Ecovative. Mm-hmm. So, and they're also in talks with several, um, several electronics makers to grow packaging for laptops and tablets out of this. So, you know, you could have your MacBook Pro delivered to you, and it'd be packaged in this nice organic material. I'm about this. I don't, oh yeah, if it's not like a building material and it's just used for this, I can't see a reason not to go for this. Because mm-hmm. it also says, I read in the article that because of the the way they they um they construct it they stop the growing before spores form right. so there's no allergen issue here yeah yeah i was just reading that as well so um we have tested these materials in environmental chambers under extreme conditions, as well as several years of shipping packaging, and we have not found mold to be an issue at all. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so the big issue they're kind of facing is public opinion and the fact that you know you're shipping things in fungus. Yeah, but like I don't know. There's tons of things that the public's cool with. It's not cool though. Yeah, and that's kind of my thought is because that's the big, big issue they're actually facing. All so. we need is a solid, like, big produced mainstream documentary about this stuff, and you're golden. Okay, I think that's like a good idea. A, like what Blackfish was to SeaWorld, this will be the but good for this. Yeah, I don't think we should take a Blackfish <laughs> about this. It actually does grow spores, and we just put fake spores on it and ruin it. The way Shit. it will make. You feel You'll about feel good plastics about the way you feel about SeaWorld. Which you should actually feel worse, I think. Yes. Actually, yes. Definitely. Much worse. Um, yeah. Let's make a documentary about this. That's our next goal. I think so. We need to be be the change that you want to see. I think that's very true. I think that's a worthy cause. I can drop out our pictures. We'll yeah, that. absolutely. Honestly. If we Get can... with these guys. These guys ride their coattails to success. Yeah. Make a movie about them. For sure. documentarians. Um, so we need to get, uh, I think what we need to do at this point is raise about $20,000. Cool. And that can buy us, that'll buy us the camera. Yikes. I raised $25,000. I'm probably just leaving with it. Well, Starting life somewhere else. So what I was thinking, we'd raise $25,000 for the camera to prove that we could shoot this thing in a good, ma- shoot this thing super well. And then that will allow us to leverage that that camera towards getting another twenty five to 50000 to actually go and shoot this thing and, you know, go fly out to where this company is, and, you know, to go fly out to the plastic islands and the ocean and stuff like that, and to actually shoot, you know, comparing this in plastics so we can actually do something compelling with it. Absolutely. 
This is an idea I don't I don't want the, the listeners to steal. We should keep this on the DL. Please don't steal this. This is good. If you may, if you get an Oscar for best documentary for this, I will I will find you. Yeah, this and is I won't be material. able to do anything to you. But I think I this is, copy- will- is this copyrighted material? I, I have no idea. I think this is copyrighted. This we discreetly give you not permission. No, you're not allowed. You may not do this. No. Kissy cups? Fine. Cool, you can take kissy cups. No issue with that whatsoever. Go make that into an actual restaurant where I can go every day and make people feel weird. But this is ours. And so, like, I personally, as a designer, I love this. Because, like, they've shown pictures. Have you seen the chairs that they've made out of this? I have not seen the chairs that they've made out of this. Well, time to Google fungus chairs. Fungus chairs. (laughs) Kyle misspelled fungus. That's why I said fungus. Oh, there's a dog in a chair. So That's this so is cute. the chair that the guy who designed it made, very Spy Kids-esque. Yeah, it looks, you know, very... And so he selectively let the spores grow in certain areas. So you could do something... It's like 3D printing, but in reverse. It's like Mother Nature's 3D printing. Well, no, I'm saying because you 3D print the... Pla- or you'd like... Could you 3D print with mycelium? That's a... Question for someone who works in that industry. Not that would be very, very cool. Because they can 3D print with ceramics now. They can 3D print with glass. Can they 3D print with fungus? Because hmm. the way you would do this is you build a plastic mold and then you put the spores and then you put the uh, edible organic material for them to consume into the plastic mold. So you could print the plastic mold, but then you'd have to put this in that and let, let it happen. And that would take a few days. So that's how you would do this. You could also still do cut. You could still do custom work like that. It would just the efficiencies are just weird. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you do that? Custom chair. Yes, absolutely. I custom everything. We went over this. Right, right, right. I don't care if it's and fungus. I think is I think that's one of the big ones for me. That the fir- one of the first ones I would want. Is I would want like a custom like throne like chair. A throne. Game of spores. I love my fungal chair. I have like the toad stool where my arm goes and I I just caress the cap of the mushroom in a very intimidating manner when people my subjects come to my throne room. Have my cat Zeke there at all times. We have different visions of the future. As soon as I throw in the cat, you're just, like, not having Ooh, it. Ooh, cats are terrible. Cats are worse than children. If you're a cat listening to this, kill yourself. Meow. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of the worst joke I could possibly make there, and that was it. You might be correct. I hope so. Uh, but here's the thing I like about cats. Cats are independent creatures. You can want a cat... And, you know, you well, you can want to hang out with the cat what you want to, and the cat will probably maybe comply. But it doesn't need you. That's what I love about him. Man, we had this discussion before. Dogs are superior to cats in every way. Okay, what about being independent? I don't care. I don't buy a pet so it can be independent. I buy a it's pet... It's in the name! You stick out the end at the end. So you're just, you're like, rewriting words now. 
That doesn't make sense. My Twitter account is pretty much devoted to doing that at this point. Oh, don't... You're a terrible journalist. Terrible. Don't trust anything this man says. Hashtag civil mail tweets. Hashtag Trump this and an evil monkey is free. <laughs> but, but seriously, cats are terrible. I think they're fantastic. Well. I want my spout future spouse to be cat-like. Wow. That is... Frightening. Why? Like, like Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, Polyjuice Potion God Wrong type cat like? No, no, not at all. Just like a kind of in spirit. Like oh. I want her spirit animal to be a cat. Put that on your uh, Tinder. Just like looking for someone with the spirit animal of a cat. You will attract somebody. You suppose that I'm using Tinder to find my future wife? I mean, are you not? No. Mistake. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Mistakes. I've done that. Why'd you do it? Hmm? Mm-hmm. That's what Tinder's for. Gotta get your hands dirty. You have to, I think. Well, it's only in life. I think, like, a lot of, like, especially at our, in our, you know, formative years from, you know, the ages of about 14 to, you know, about 30, where we kind of are trying to get across or something, involves getting our hands, you know, very dirty in pretty much all aspects of life. I cannot think of a better way to get your, your, your person dirty than... To embrace fungal spores into your life and furniture and home. But they're not dirty. They're clean. They're super. They're the way of the future. They're going to save us from plastic genocide. They will. Absolutely. Embrace the fungus. Why, is, why aren't more people talking about this? Exactly. Like, the articles I'm looking at are all from about a year old. And this is the first I've heard of this. Yeah, which is what is absolutely insane about this. Like, if we look at the, you know, the Gizmodo article, it's a year old. If we look at the uh, Inhabitat article, it's a year old. And if we look at the other Gizmodo article, it is two years old, actually. Sheesh. So they've been talking about this for a while, and it's, like, gaining some sort of traction. But it's, like, it's one of those things where it just keeps going through, like, testing, and it's happening very slowly. Damn lobbyists. Maybe, I don't know. I just, I'm talking out of my butt at this point. I honestly think it might have something to do with it. Really? I I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, I think with any type of disruptive technology like this, where you are going to, you know, face, you're going to disrupt an industry, This, which is what this inherently is going to do. There's the plastic king paying tons of money to his congressional people. The to, oil lobby. Sure. The yes. oil lobby is like the strongest, one of the strongest lobbies in the country. Arguably, they send us to war quite a bit. I am not getting involved in this. Yeah, we're not gonna go. Th- we're not gonna go there, obviously. But they they have a significant amount of power with, with as far as lobbies go. Would you agree? The oil lobby. Sure, you speak with the uh, intensity that leads me to believe that the answer to that question is yes. Correct. Um, so with this type of technology, as soon as it gets, starts getting implemented, like you kind you have to cut it like immediately. You know, it's the same way they did with solar panels, where you know, solar panels were treated as, as the devil in the same way the electric vehicle was before the first electric vehicle even got it right. And so, the, so what's going to happen with this is this is going to be fought very well, and eventually it's just going to be too good to ignore. Nice. Well, I think I, that about wraps it up. I do. 
I, I do think so, and I look forward to uh, having this discussion next week in our fungus chairs. Yes, next week, fungus chairs. The Adacast. Good night. See ya.